Welcome to the Audit Room, the number one podcast where you can share your audit experiences, ask questions, and get expert coaching and feedback. Episodes are recorded live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. That's 11 a.m. Chicago Time, 12 noon New York, and 6 p.m. Berlin. So be sure to check the show notes to join our next meeting and get all your auditing questions answered. Now, here are our hosts, Trent Russell and Tracy Marquardt. This podcast is brought to you by Green Skies Analytics, the services firm that helps auditors leapfrog up the analytics maturity model. Their approach for launching audit analytics programs with a series of proven quick win analytics will guarantee the results worthy of the analytics hype. Whether your audit team needs a data strategy, methodology, governance, literacy, or anything else related to audit and analytics, visit greenskiesanalytics.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Quality Assurance Communication. If you're an internal auditor who wants to take your own or your team's communication skills and audit results to the next level, who wants to create more for yourself, your team, and your organization, no matter where you work around the globe, then check out Quality Assurance Communication at qacommunication.com. Hello, everyone. This is the Audit Room. We are live every Tuesday at 11 Central Standard Time. Uh, you can join us live by connecting with Tracy and or myself on LinkedIn. We post the links there prolifically. <laughs> if you log into LinkedIn, you're connected with one of the two of us. You should see the link. But um, I am your co-host and moderator, Trent Russell. I'm the founder of Green Skies Analytics, where we help launch internal audit analytics programs and data teams. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Tracy Marquardt. Tracy? So I am known as Europe's leading audit communication consultant, and I work with global audit teams to help them not just improve their communication, but improve the productivity and add the value to the business that they might not otherwise get. And I do a lot of work on audit report writing. This year, 2022, seems to be the year of audit reports. And so if you uh, need any information on that, you're welcome to get in touch um, for data analytics with Trent or for me on audit communication. And I'm really super excited today to have Dr. Reiner Lenz with us in the house. Um, I call him Reiner, not Dr. Reiner. Um, Reiner and I have known each other since probably 2014, 2015. And it's because of Reiner that I was able to get on the stage at the IIA in Germany. And we did the first ever English presentation for the IIA in Germany. And Reiner is a chief audit executive. He's a longtime practitioner, 30 years in the business. Um, he's well known for his lively presentations and his uh, wonderful articles. Um, that he publishes about the audit industry, has a PhD in audit, and was named by Richard Chambers as a thought leader in 2021. So congratulations on that, Reiner, and welcome to the audit room. Thank you very much, Tracy and Trent, for having me. So, Reiner, I wanted to dig in with my first question, because if you remember back in 2015 when we did that presentation, um, we talked about the role of audit. You talked about the role of audit specifically, and then I took that through into communication. And we had five roles that we had on our slide back then, which was, I think we had a policeman, doctor, consultant, uh, servant, uh, or trusted advisor. And now with this article that you've published, and in the last, I guess, about six months, you've been talking a lot online about um, auditor as gardener. And I was wondering if you can maybe help us understand how we went from the five kind of old traditional roles into gardener and what it means to be a gardener as internal audit. 
Yes, so so thanks again, um, Tracy. I mean, first of all, this this pharma article from 2016 is still the base of my my thinking. So it's a softer approach of positioning internal auditing. Gardener just sounds nicer with uh, governance. It's a nicer uh, you know combination. It's the same same thinking basically. So um, and in this paper. Look, we suggest a light motif for internal auditing, a sticky idea. If you think, for instance, of the finance function, and I came across this over the last weekend, and thanks to Stefan Preuer, who's on this call now, who shared that with me over the weekend, uh, the finance folks, you know, by Boston Consulting, call themselves custodian of, of performance. So um, similar idea, if we call ourselves gardener of governance, this could be an interesting light motif. Now, one more thing. I decided actually to keep my mouth shut for the time being. I, I'm, I will not be part of the future population of internal auditors. So um, you won't hear much from me going forward. I said what I had to say in this article. And um, now it's up for the younger generation, in my view, uh, to destroy this, to ignore this, to ridicule this, to build on this. But I will not be part of the future debate of this because I'm giving my age and seniority, Tracy and Trent, it's up for the next generation, in a way, to to make better. But I think there is a need for for you know thinking about the profession. How is how is it positioned? Can we do better? Um, and this has a number of aspects. And uh, this paper is just some food for thought, a light motif, and some enabling factors we find worthwhile putting together in this five P model, as we called it. You know, so. Um, I like the idea of, of Gardner in the sense that, um, as, as you wrote, that, that we're, you're not forcing things to grow, but you're nurturing them. So you're taking environment into account and, and helping the business make the changes that are needed, helping the business grow. And where did that come from, that idea for you? Yeah, maybe much to say about this. But first of all, Maybe, of course, it's triggered by my, my genesis, my, my journey in life, you know, as everybody speaks uh, on the base of his or her journey in life. There's no other way, by the way. So, um, and I used to work as a head of finance, VP finance, CFO, whatever you call this, for a long time. And uh, in the pharmaceutical business at the time, and that, that, this, this company was on, on the hunting mode for a very long time. And uh, maybe by coincidence or on purpose, I moved into internal audit once that company changed from the hunting mode, from mm -hmm. buying companies into the farming mode. Mm -hmm. So to leverage assets, to make, make better what you have. So in a way that has influenced my thinking, I believe, you know. Um, now, let me add one more thing. I mean, internal audit is not the center of the world. So in, in companies, um, and I'm, I'm talking about industry content, Text. That's, that's my, my, my background. Even though I'm a trained banker, I'm, I'm, you know, my uh, experience has always been in industry, global footprint, one to two billion revenue size. And the, the, the core processes are you know, order winning, sales, order delivery, supply chain production, and innovation. R&D, this is the, the core of a business. We are a support function. And I think we are wise to soften a bit our stance um, to prevent from over-promising and under-delivering. Mm -hmm. So I, I like this softer positioning. Of course, we, 
we have different faces, of course. We have different approaches, but we shouldn't write uh, on the forehead, you know, we are the checker, we are the police, we are Superman, Superwoman. That's not helpful. I mean, we talk to people, we are no robots, we are in the people business. And think about yourself, how would you react to someone approaching you in this or that fashion? I think we, we open hearts, we open minds with a much more softer approach to first seek to understand, you know, trying to um, seeing what we are doing. So listening, audio, listening, that's a wonderful basis. And we should go back to our roots in that sense to um, look first, um, you know, what we see, what we do and uh, recognize what we see and so forth as, as enabler of learning and change. That's how I basically view this profession. And there's so much we can do, so much beauty and potential, but I believe the profession is just too heterogeneous. We call so much internal audit. Um, there is no clear identity. Mm. And I think um, this paper is about um, the betterment of internal audit on various levels. I mean, I talk about uh, internal auditors as I am a practitioner, I talk about local IIA chapters, I reference IIA Austria. I saw Thomas mm -hmm. Schwalb on the call. Yeah. Uh, um, I also reference the global IIA. We now have a new logo, for instance, but I miss a bit the new content. Yeah. So, uh, okay. This seems to be at the, at the surface only. And I talk about academia also. So we have to make this profession more interesting for the younger generation. So um, as I said, I'm, I'm, I'm not part of the future of internal auditing. I'm 58 years old, <laughs> others are. And how can we make this more attractive Perfect. for future generations, for younger talents to make this a better place and a more impactful, more relevant profession going forward? Yeah, that's, my, that's can, my question. We certainly appreciate the groundwork that you've laid for uh, the next generation that's coming up. The For those that don't know, the article that we're referencing is called The Future of Internal Auditing, Gardener of Governance. And we'll include a link to that. I believe it's a free link. So we'll include yes. a free link. Okay. So we'll include a free link to that in the show notes. Um, I don't know. It's maybe a 20, 30 minute straight read. But if you actually think through what's in there, probably could spend a full day on that. I, mean, <laughs> I, know I opened it up and I was like, cool, I'll, I'll breeze through this. And an hour later, I was, you know, still kind of like scratching my chin because it made me think. So uh, fantastic piece. But uh, within that, and you mentioned the the five P's, and we're not going to get into the specifics of each of those five P's, but just some of the things that that I pulled out from there. Uh, one of those P's being planet, and with ESG, even I think it was today, uh, Norman Marks kind of gave his his opinion on ESG, um, and so I'm curious. That's obviously top of mind for a lot of people. Uh, and in in the article, you say that the global IIA should include the E and ESG in its mission statement. And I just wanted to see if you could speak to that a little bit more. It's, it's, I think it's, uh, we still have, an, in my view, a hazy value proposition. Our identity is not clear. It's even not clear to ourselves. I mean, ex external audit, we know exactly what they are tasked doing. They are legally mandated, but we are, I think, too vague, too hazy, too enigmatic. And I think time is ripe to sharpen that. Of course, it's a, it's a fine balance between you know, too much content and too abstract. That's why I think gardener of governance is in my mind, the best I, we came up with. Governance is a, is a territory we have been playing on for a long time. And um, 
And um, so I think, for instance, of this, of this, of this Cadbury definition of it at the time, a system, a system, you know, by which or how companies are directed and controlled. It's a very open, a very wide arena, and environment, social, you know, are, are part of that house of governance. And uh, I think we, we need an anchor term, need some like a core territory. So if people think of internal audit, think of something, you know, we, we are good at. We, we are a key stakeholder. I think we, we try to be all over the place and uh, run the risk of being check of all trades, the know-it-alls. I think, you know, our sentiment, Kim's, my co-author, Kim Jeppesen, you know, Copenhagen Business School, we think it would be wise to, to sharpen that identity, sharpen that profile, that people know what we stand for. Also, in the sense of um, having turf battles, take the ESG discussion, for instance. Shall we leave this to external auditors to make money auditing this, or shall we internal auditors grab a share of that market? I think we are well positioned to uh, be a strong player in the ESG auditing arena. We know we are on deck all the time. We know the company very well. So how, how can we fight that turf battle, to call it that way, I mean, if it's not too, too dramatic, mm. uh, with external audit? And think about this. There are other stakeholders grabbing shares of the insurance market, if that's a market we play in, risk management, compliance. So how, how do we position ourselves to make sure what we stand for? And think, I think time is ripe to, to sharpen our profile to um, you know, make clearer what we do, what we stand for, uh, and not being all over the place with, as I said, running the risk of over-promising and under-delivering. I think part of that comes from, as you said, audit being very clear on its value proposition and its mission, and then actually marketing that to the business and letting the business know so that they can take them with them. Yes. So um, I think I think into an audit is a, is a beautiful profession, and I've been in this now for for 15 years and um, given I've been doing this for parts of my career, part of my life, I want to do it well. So I've always been asking myself, uh, how does good look like? How does effective looks like? So this, I got qualified as a CIA, what you have, wrote a PhD about this, but um, there's still many questions. It's, 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 it's an art to me. It's, it's, um, it has huge potential, but I think we should be clearer about, you know, how does good look like? Uh, also, we think of our designations. I and mean, when we have a plethora of designations, the CIA and so forth. I and mean, when we failed miserably, if I may say so, with the QIAL. So we try to, to define a new designation, and there are just too many of them. So if you don't know how to educate our younger talents, how to have a curriculum, we know this is something you, you should learn about to be a good internal audit, to have a good base. This indicates that we are somewhat lost. I mean, if, if you can't teach it well, well, no surprise that the future generation is, is random, you know, will not be best equipped for the roles to come. So I think the time is really ripe to um, think about our base, think about our identity. And this article makes a few suggestions worth pondering. And again, we don't need any applause for this or any recognition for this or any appreciation. We said what we wanted to say, and we are, we are happy if this article triggers some discussion in the community. And again, I'm not a member of, or I'm a member of the IA, but I, I don't aspire any career in the IA. I don't aspire anything else from here. 
It's just a, this, you know, a contribution to nurture a discussion for the betterment of internal audit going forward. Super. And, and I think we have a question from Alex. Shall we ask, invite Alex to ask his question? Yeah. Thanks, Tracy. Uh, thanks, Joanna, for your perspective. And um, may I add to that, that, from my point of view, um, the battle with others within our um, companies is not really our battle. Is with ourselves first. We need to focus on what our big picture is, what you mentioned. And I think Simon Sinek is, um, is the thought leader when it comes to a big picture. And the big picture that internal audit has defined for themselves is, let's, let's put it outdated. Um, and, and we need to rethink our big picture. And once we know who we are, we know where we come from, that's for sure, but we don't have a vision and a mission. Um, at least not an updated one. And once we know what that is, and before we, basically this, this journey we need to go includes our mindset. Because I talk to a lot of, uh, Tracy, I guess you and, and Trent, you guys talk to a lot of people as well. This is a mindset thing. It is First mindset. of all. Um, mindset. Yes. Um, and, and by discussing our vision and mission, um, we will separate the people with the right mindset. And we will need to group these people around us um, with a common mindset where we want to go and, and, and take those along. Um, it will be tiring taking them all along. Well, let's, let's see what Reiner has to say about the mindset concept. Thank you, Alex. Well, I need to first understand what does Alex mean with the mindset concept? What is he talking about? What is the mindset concept? Oh, the mindset means um, who do we as we auditors think we are? Um, what is our vision of, of life? What is our motivation going to work every morning? Um, Alex, let, me, let me pull a, let me pull a, this is, mm -hmm. so we're going to hit on another P and this segues very nicely. And I think what Alex is, is saying, and, and we phrase it in terms of a question, but relative to the P of profession, uh, you say the IA profession still lacks its commonly shared core. And so what's that core to you? And then how can we fix that issue? And then if I could add just a quick note um, relative to mindsets, the because I've all, everyone's always said you got to change your mindset relative to whatever it is you want to be successful in, in life. And James mm -hmm. Clear, who wrote Atomic Habits, I know Hal's here, I know he's read that, um, has said to change your mindset, read books, basically. And so I think a fantastic way to change your mindset relative to the audit profession is to start with the article um, that we're talking about today. But to bring it back to the question, what's the core that the IE profession is lacking and how can we fix the issue? Yeah, I think, uh, first of all, it would be good I mean, if, you, if you acknowledge the fact that there is a need for change. I mean, if, if we are happy with what we have, then uh, there's no pain point. There is no burning platform. We just keep drifting. You know, that's that's the choice um, the next generation can make. You know, I'm I'm out of this. Uh, uh, you know, in a way, not tomorrow, but uh, I'm not the future generation. So, I think we don't have a USP. We, people don't know what we stand for. That's why I think, um, you know, governance could could be an anchor term. So you could replace profession in a way by purpose. You know, that's another way of putting it. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
we can even debate whether we are professional. I mean, medicine is a profession, law is a profession, external audit in a way is a profession, but are we a profession? I mean, there are certain criteria you have to, to meet, and I doubt we fully meet those criteria. So given we don't have uh, clarified our identity, so I think clarifying our purpose is something we should discuss, should explore, and uh, this paper makes a suggestion as a new leitmotif, a new, new metaphor, talking about the gardener of governance. Now we could, others might prefer guardian of governance. I prefer gardener, gardener of governance. Um, for governance, I think we talked about before, but gardener, I prefer that because it's a softer, a softer language. I mean, we are not the CEO of the house. We have no mandate. We have to work through others. So we can't make grass grow faster if we pull at it. So we have to find smarter ways of being influential, of being impactful. That's why I'm an advocate of the farmer metaphor at the time, you know, this article from 2016. And I just rephrased this, but it's the very same thinking. This hasn't changed to the gardener metaphor, gardener of governance. That's, that's our contribution for the debate, how I could see an anchor term emerging. Because governance leaves much room. I mean, it's, 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 it's a bit abstract and has to be somewhat abstract, but it's also concrete. And we could position ourselves as the place to go to, to strengthen governance. I mean, governance has many, many facets, many, many aspects. And with the gardener, we would be not the know-it-all, would not be the guardian, the checker. We would be someone who has a contribution to make, who has a unique perspective. And we have that possibility because internal auditing is, you know, like the sea level or like only very few functions in the house has to has the potential to, to know what's going on, to travel places, to look at things in more detail, to look between the functional silos. It has the potential to make a unique um, contribution and look at external audit. They, they, they come around uh, every now and then. They look at the numbers, but they don't breathe the air of the house. They don't know about uh, the psychological safety, the culture. They don't know how things are done in the house. They know so little often about what's going on. So we have a unique position, a unique possibility to really render um, extremely helpful services. But I think we have to move away from the blah, blah, from the buzzwords, from the bullshit bingo, you know. We have to clearly, you know, articulate ourselves with words that have a meaning, you know, that we can fill with content. And the less, I guess, is more. So. Of course, I have the red book next to me on my desk, the IPBF from 2017. It's a good base work, but it's not, not enough to um, you know, have in practice to clarify our identity. So this article, again, is just our, our two cents to the debate. And I will sit down now, keep my mouth shut, and I look forward to other people's views, to learn from perspectives I don't think myself. So like Alex, you know, brilliant ideas, and we'll learn from his view how we can make this debate, you know, a debate in, in a broader audience to drive the profession forward. Because I think the, the base of the profession is, is brilliant. The profession has ex extremely powerful potential, but I, don't, but I think we, we come too often short of our potential. And the article is in a way, not a cry, but it's a, it's a suggestion how we can more leverage our potential. 
So Reiner, first of all, I, I, I hear you and I appreciate what you're saying, but I cannot see you being silent going forward and not sharing your opinion because number one, um, um, I know you personally. And number two, <laughs> I think that um, when you share your opinion, you add value to the room. So, so I, I'm going to suggest you don't, you don't stay too, too silent. Um, but I do think, you know, from what I've heard in the conversation so far, a lot of it does come down to communication. And as Julio wrote in the comments about relationships and managing relationships, and I think developing strong relationships. And when, when we develop our, find our purpose or, or, or um, capture our mission and our vision for what internal audit should be, then we've got to communicate that out to the business. And I know you also mentioned uh, somewhere along the, line, along the line, the word innovation and in your article as well. And I think it's really important for auditors to innovate and you've talked about data analytics. So I don't know, Trent, did we want to explore that a little bit? I think actually, given where we are against the time, I had a, I always like to find like the one thing that we could do, like what's the one thing that we should do and so in going back to uh, hitting on some of the P's, one being public, and, and you talked about the difference between internal audit and external audit and uh, the stakeholders needing to know that. So at a minimum, is that a takeaway that we should um, implement as far as we need to, at a minimum, educating folks on this is what external audit does. This is what internal audit does. Uh, Trent, if, if, you, if you allow me, I, I, would, I would focus on another takeaway. And I would, I would combine um, you know, our assurance appetite with the in, indispensable notion of performance. What do I mean by that? Um, sometimes internal auditors might get carried away with focusing on controls and uh, to strengthen controls and so forth, but they are no, no mean in itself. They, they are embedded in an organizational, you know, set of, of targets. So you kind of have to, the company with the, with the best control, but a dead business, this would be pretty bad. Let me, let me from, from my own experience, I used to work in, 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 in a pharma company, the company was called Alpharma. We were Sabin's Oxley compliant, you know, how great is that? You know, we had, we had a harmonized ERP system, so we had good controls. And I used to be the, the VP finance rest of the world of that house. It was an American firm, so they called the rest of the world, rest of the world. But it was a dead business model because we had outsourced our, our R&D. So these controls were worth nothing. We were acquired hmm. by aggressive, an aggressive Icelandic company called Activis. And they had poor controls, but a very healthy business model. Now the combination worked out. What I'm saying is, I think we have to, we have, in all we do, we should think performance with it. You know, how does that help? So we are called, we are called internal audits. So we, are serve, we serve internal purposes and performance in the world I live in, you know, listed company industry, performance matters. So how can we help the company to perform better today, right. tomorrow, the day after? with what we have to say about controls and so forth and not be not, not having blinders you know not not thinking of of controls only or risk management only uh, world our life is risky so to think of how can we help the company to perform better with maybe a particular view on on governance on, on the risk aspect on the controls aspect but we should become more performance minded more you know hungry more result driven and not so complacent with talking about controls. I mean, yeah, they have a value, but uh, 
without considering the performance aspect or the, the price aspect, the cost aspect. Um, it's not overly smart in my view to talk about that only. Mm -hmm. That's maybe a takeaway, that will be my, uh, maybe a choice to combine, you know, performance with assurance. But of course, more, more fundamentally, clarify our purpose, clarify our identity, have a discussion in the community. So that, that, the good thing is internal auditors are usually very smart individuals. I mean, maybe the exceptions are a part of it, but um, well-educated, well-trained. So I wonder why, the, why we don't have this a bit more discussion in the community. How can we make better? So there's a new logo, but maybe I missed that. I'm not, not, uh, not uh, in, in the IIA hierarchy anywhere. So maybe there is some, some new content forthcoming. I'm waiting for this and uh, hope my, the article with Kim is a helpful contribution. And I appreciate your, your kind words. But again, we're not, not for applause here. We, we had to say what we wanted to say. And now we sit down and listen to perspectives we don't think of ourselves. Thank you. All right, we are up against the clock. Um, I'll just quickly say again, this is the audit room. We're live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. That's 11 a.m. Chicago time. Connect with Tracy or myself and or myself on LinkedIn uh, to get the link and join us live to ask your questions uh, live like Alex said or in the chat. Um, I'm going to throw it to Tracy. And then if you could at the end, because of the, the way your article lays out, you have a call to action section at the end. So I think that'd be a great way to close it out. If there's anything, any calls to action um, that you haven't hit on yet, maybe maybe close us out with those. So Tracy, I'll throw it to you. Yeah, so I wanna thank everyone for coming. Please do make sure you're connected to um, Trent and I on LinkedIn and Reiner as well, even though he says he'll be more silent on LinkedIn in the future. Um, I wanna let everyone know that I have a webinar on Thursday this week. It's called 60 Days to Shorter Audit Reports and I will give you the roadmap to short audit reports. Um, it is totally doable. So if you're interested, register for that. We have well over hundred people registered so far. And um, Reiner, I'm gonna hand it off for to you for last words on your call to action. Well, that's, that's, that sounds dramatic, my last words, you know. Last words in the audit room today. I, 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 I wasn't born in audit, and I hope I won't die in audit, you know, but, but the, the article is, is, is free, that's, that's a good thing. So Dan Swenson and the Edbox Journal made it a free access article, which is nice. Um, maybe as a, as a, you know, to pinpoint one, one item, given I'm talking here to the, to the audience of practitioners, we, we, we applied the, 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 the image of or the, or the typology of, um, you know, surfing in the wild ocean to aspire for. Some, some might find that worth whatever, uh, ridiculous or something, but I find it very helpful because in an, in an industry or the, the world I live in, you know, um, it, it's the unknown, the not so familiar, which checklists don't help, where you have to look uh, carefully at what you're talking about. So think of post-merger integration or cultural audits, whatever you have. So you're, 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 when you matter, you are in the pioneering zone and you have to deal with all the uncertainties in that, in that space. So I would like to see internal auditors becoming more surfers in the wild ocean instead of um, standing at the sideline and know it all better, you know, or, or swim their, you know, their lanes according to the red book, the standards. I don't think that's good enough. We have to become surfers in the wild ocean. So we do have one question and I apologize. I, I may not get your name pronounced correctly. 
um, Chin Waika, Waiki, I apologize. Um, he writes, if internal auditors become the gardeners of governance, I think that makes the auditor process owner of governance. Um, would that not impair independence? What do you say to that, Reiner? Well, I, I didn't quite acoustically hear your, can you, can you repeat this? This would make, say, say again. The, the, this, this would, um, if gardeners, or if auditors become the gardeners of govern governance, yes. would that make them the the process owner for governance, and then would that impair independence? Yeah. Well, um, I don't think that way. I mean, uh, I think independence is, is a, that's, that's a d d debate in itself, I believe, you know. So how, how independent are we anyway? Um, that's another, another issue. Um, I, I, don't, I don't see that as a, as a showstopper or, or a risk. You, you can ask that question to whatever you do. So in, in, in my view, internal audit, is a helper, is a protector, you know, and if you can, if you can help a business, you know, being governed stronger, becoming more performant, um, why not doing that? Why not rendering, you know, a hand? Why not making your business, you work for, you serve a better place? Um, you know, that's my, maybe, but, but, but I was, you know, I had a life before audit and that's, so my, my genesis is, is that way. My journey in life was, was that way. So I have this attitude of if I can help the business, I will do that. And uh, independence is a value, but um, and you have to bear it in mind, but uh, it should not be an excuse for not helping, for not um, performing. And sometimes maybe people use independence as an excuse of standing at the sidelines. So um, worth discussing, but um, I'm very much in favor of of helping the business, protecting in a way, but uh, of not staying staying put, you know, being passive at the sideline. I think that came up too at the beginning of the pandemic because um, some audit departments, some audit teams got involved in the business that had nothing to do with the audit, but they were basically, you know, businesses were scrambling to make sure that they could operate and run in the new environment. And, and nothing I've heard or read makes me think that it impaired the independence. But look, this is an interesting, interesting point, Tracy, because this is in a way a litmus test of internal auditing. So why do we have it? Why do we need this? So in crisis mode, we should get rid of all the waste, of all the, in a way, also it's a documentation. We, we are not external audit who do this to cover their base, you know, so we, we can be more leaner, more agile, more value adding. And if you can help the business with, uh, you know, pr projects to survive as a business, so um, securing liquidity or help pay down debt in a way, you better do that. In my view, I, I wouldn't want to have internal audit at the sideline. I, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't tolerate that. So, um, but they looked at the different, different businesses, different contexts. Um, but I think the debate is healthy. Let's, let's have the debate in the community with the intent of making better. I mean, that's, that's also my intention. And the, the article is worded that way, you know, to give ideas how we can make better. And um, thank you very much for, for reading and for pondering and for commenting. Much appreciated. Thank you, thank you for joining us, Brian. It's been a real pleasure.